Hello, and welcome to this episode uh, to Cumulative Update, your source for Office 365 uh, news and important tech uh, information. So, today we're going to be covering Office 365 changes from April 6th to April 13th. Happy Easter Monday, everyone. Um, yeah, so let me just that real quick so welcome uh the pod this is a podcast uh, slash vlog uh it's available on youtube spotify itunes google podcast uh so you're free to watch and listen anywhere so uh let's get this going so let's talk about office 365 updates first so office 365 no issue in tune primary preview UI and reporting issue. We are recently recently released a new feature, primary user and preview. We've confirmed a few UI and reporting bugs where the incorrect primary user preview information is displaying in the admin console. We wanted to make you aware of this since many customers are now using primary user. A solution is rolling out in the 2004 April service update to correct these issues. I assume they meant April 2020 because Office 365 wasn't even a thing in 2004. So, how does this if you use the uh, change primary user preview feature for Windows 10 Azure AD joint or hybrid Azure AD joint devices, you might notice some label inconsistencies, which include the device details page, primary user property will correctly reflect the primary user who you changed it to or none if you remove the primary user but after 24 to 48 hours this label will revert to show the same value as the enrolled by user additionally the all devices blade enrolled by enrolled by user upn enrolled by user display name enrolled by user email address columns are mislabeled these columns all represent primary user information finally some devices such as iOS and Android, which do not support changing primary user information, are incorrectly showing the change primary user and remove primary user buttons. No action is uh, needed at this time, just awareness. An upcoming service release will correct these issues on this preview feature. Power Apps. Updates coming to Power Apps Data Loss Prevention. Starting April 20th, 2020, Power Apps will begin enforcing data loss prevention policies when applications are launched. This enforcement is in addition to the DLP enforcement that occurs when applications are added to Power Apps Studio. So that's great. So that means Power Apps are going to now be incorporated into the uh, data loss prevention policies. Uh, typically, as a Power Apps maker, you are informed of any DLP policy as configured by the tenant or environment admin violations when adding a connection to an app in Power Apps Studio. However, if DLP policies are edited by admins after an app is created, then users could continue to use the app even if it didn't adhere to the latest DLP policy. This upcoming change ensures Power Apps not adhering to the latest uh published DLP policies no longer run until they comply with the latest DLP policy applicable for the environment. So there you go. Update your apps when your policies change and Microsoft will make sure that you don't do it. Dynamics 365 service update 165 for Canada. 
There's a uh, minor service update, maintenance window starting April 18th, 2020 from one UTC to 10 UTC. They're not expecting an outage, but uh, you know, if you issue slowness then, well, you know who to blame, Microsoft. Okay, Teams meeting experience improvements. Updated April 7th, 2020, we have provided additional, additional details in bold. We are pleased to announce the following measures will be available to improve your team's meeting experience. Background effects in Teams meetings rolling out beginning in mid-April. New experience for launching instant channel meetings rolling out, start, uh, rolling out starting in late April. Improved Teams meeting join launcher experience rolling out starting in late April. Background effects in Teams meeting. We will introduce the ability for users to upload their own custom images in May. Currently, they do not have that option. It's preset. New experience for launching instant channel messages. So you're going to just see the meet now in a couple other locations. Um, and that's the only change, basically, that they're going to release an update in May to allow people to update their own backgrounds. Okay, Office updated. New feature, enable Bing image search and YouTube search in one combined settings for forms. To ensure proper uh, the proper experience, we have updated the rollout timeline for this feature. We apologize for any inconvenience. Use one toggle to allow end users in your organization to add images from Bing search as well as videos from YouTube search to forms. We'll be gradually rolling this out mid-February mid 2020. The rollout will be completed by the end of April 2020, previously mid-March. So, yeah. You use forms. You can grant access to include Bing search and YouTube videos. Uh, I feel like those settings should be separate, because what happens if I want Bing search but not YouTube videos? It looks like you won't be able to do that. It's one setting for both. So... We will honor your existing Bing search settings when your tenant receives the combined setting. If you would like to change your settings for the combined toggle, go to Office 365 Admin Center. Then select Settings, Services and Add-ins, User-Owned Apps and Services, Microsoft Forms. In the Grant Access section, enable or disable the checkbox. You might consider updating your user training and notify your help desk. So I guess they've combined Bing search and YouTube, or maybe Bing had several options. They've just added YouTube videos. Uh, I don't know why you just put two check marks. Bing search, YouTube videos. Simple. Okay, Exchange Online update. New feature Outlook on the web, Files View. When users go to the Files View, they'll see all the files they have sent and received as attachments from their inbox. That's pretty handy. Uh, what do I need to prepare for this change? No action. So, but new view. That's cool. Hopefully that comes to the Outlook uh, Office 365 client soon as well, because that's I think that's a good feature. I'm constantly looking for attachments, and I don't always save them to SharePoint. Probably should, but that would help out with that. Okay, SharePoint new feature: modern experience for managed metadata services tagging and filtering. Okay, let me just scroll up to the top here. Okay. We will be gradually, enable, gradually enabling modern experiences for SharePoint Managed Metadata Services, MMS, which will include a modern term store manager, 
a modern content type gallery in the SharePoint Admin Center for creating and managing content types stored in the content type hub. New tagging and filtering options to uh, for end users as well as a new tree view. They are still using the old tree view from the classic UI, even in the modern UI. They have put it into a modern UI sort of look and feel, but the original tree is still there. It's pretty obvious when you look at it. Uh, tagging and filtering update. Uh, targeted release, gradual rollout from mid-April to early May. Standard release, gradual rollout from early May to mid-May. Modern admin experiences. Term store and content type gallery. Targeted release, gradual rollout from late April to mid-May. Standard release, gradual rollout from late May to early June. Yeah. So they're, I mean, they're updating the UI. They're going to add translations and synonyms. So they're adding a little couple of little features into the term store. Uh, the content type gallery, they're going to do a central management through a content type hub through uh, the admin center, which is good. So, yeah, anything they could do to improve. So I, I don't know. I find that the admin center, often the time, I'm just going there to install apps and maybe create sites. Like, it's, it's lost its usefulness compared to central admin and on-premise SharePoint, to be honest. Okay, Teams, which, I mean, to be fair, for SharePoint Online, Microsoft's managing a lot of the stuff you would manage in central admin. New feature, raise a virtual hand in Teams meeting. Uh, the new raise hand feature in Teams allows meeting attendees to identify that they wish to speak by toggling the hand icon in the meeting control bar, making it easier to actively participate in meetings. Raise hand will be available initially for PC, Mac, and web-based clients. Support for mobile applications will follow. Gradually rolling this out in mid-April, Expect uh, feature support in government environments in late May. So that's pretty cool. Adding features to Teams, always a good thing. Office 365 updated feature, Microsoft Forms eDiscovery export format change. If your tenant does not use eDiscovery, you can safely disregard this message. We are changing how eDiscovery, the process of identifying and delivering electronic information that can be used as evidence in legal cases Presents search results in forms. We'll be gradually rolling this out in mid-April. The rollout will be completed by late April. Currently, when an administrator, compliance officer, or eDiscovery manager searches Microsoft Forms content using eDiscovery, an export of that search, a PST, will contain a PDF of the form and a CSV which includes details of each response. For forms created or edited after this change, eDiscovery will no longer create a PDF when exporting search results. Instead, the export will be a JSON file which contains all forms questions, answer choices, and metadata. This file can be opened and reviewed with any text editor. The JSON file contains all content that has been visible in the PDF with the exception of images. The JSON file will contain a URL to access background, uh, question or title images. This URL will provide access to an image unless the image or form which contains the image has been deleted by the form owner. Your users who employ 
eDiscovery performs may notice this change on their next search after this feature rolls out. Why would you go from a PDF to a JSON? I get why. They're giving you more information while at the same time kind of doing it less. So for a technical person, the JSON file is going to be preferable. Uh, but for somebody who's just trying to find out with somebody who messed around with something, they're not going to know what to do with it. So why do that? Why not just do the PDF and the JSON file? Technical, non-technical. Like, I don't know. That seems like uh, people people are not going to be happy about that. So, Office 365 awareness and user spam notifications missing fish mails. Fish mails were not included in the end user spam notifications. End users did not receive end user spam notifications, including fish mails for the time period of April 1st through April 7th, 2020. Beginning April 9th, users will receive end user spam notifications, including the old fish mails that were not included previously. So I guess they just screwed the rollout roll of that, and they've been, since fixed it. Dynamics 365 Marketing User Role Update for Dynamic 365 Marketing. Starting May 11th, 2020, Dynamics 365 Marketing will begin using the system user for making changes to your marketing-related records. There will be no new processes for creating or modifying records as this affects existing processes. You may be required to take action to maintain customizations within the marketing application. Marketing provisions with the marketing services application user role. We are making changes to utilize the system user instead, which will allow for increased user permissions. If your organization does not contain custom plugins or custom workflows, you are not affected by this change. So if you have custom Dynamics 365 marketing stuff, take a look. Uh, this update might might screw, screw you up. So if you need to prepare, I mean, they don't expect any issues. But if a custom plugin or workflow triggers on the creation or modification of a marketing entity and is no longer behaving correctly after the change, it may have been dependent on privilege limitation inherent to roles assigned to the marketing services application user. This issue can be resolved by inspecting the running user type and explicitly specifying a different user with the needed permissions. Okay, office updated feature. Streamlining the recipient experience for links shared with specific people. We're streamlining the recipient experience for SharePoint and OneDrive links made to specific people in your organization. We'll be gradually rolling this out in early April and the rollout will be completed by early May. Users can choose to share documents in the SharePoint or OneDrive with specific people the resulting link provides access only to those people they specifically, although other may, other people may already have access. If someone forwards the sharing invitation, only those who have already have access to the item will be able to use the link to access the document. After this update is available in your tenant, when users in your organization receive a specific people link to files or folders in OneDrive or SharePoint, they will no longer be able to uh, they will no longer be presented with a page directing them to click next to sign in. With this change, only guest users will see the screen. 
Users in your organization may still see a page asking to enter an email address when they receive the, a link that has been shared with specific people when it works for more than one person. This is an example. In this scenario, users in your organization will enter their email address and click next. They will then be directed to Azure AD sign-in when where they will enter their sign-in credentials if they not if they are not already signed into another Microsoft 365 service. They will not see a screen in the middle asking them to click next to sign in. This update does not change experience for users outside your organization who do not have a guest account in your directory. They will continue to get a simple one-time passcode experience which they can use to access shared content without requiring them to sign up for an account. Power Apps, prompt for Champions Program. We have identified that some users may have been incorrectly prompted with a notification to join our Champions Program for Power Apps. Users may have received a prompt or a notification to sign up for the Champions Program. At this time, users should ignore the prompt. Plan for change. Windows support updates for MDM for Office 365. Updated, updated April 10th, 2020. We originally communicated a May 11th end of support date, but we are pushing out the end of support for Windows 10 Mobile until August 10th, 2020 for both Company Portal and for the Windows 10 Mobile app and the Windows 10 Mobile operating system. Mobile devices for Office 365 MDM for uh, Office 365 is moving to align OS support to Windows platforms supported by Intune, we originally communicated this change as part of MC146293. This will only affect you if you enroll or plan to enroll any of the following OSs. Windows Phone 8.1, Windows 10 Mobile, Intune typically maps to Windows client devices, OS servicing per the schedule here. Notify your end users with unsupported Windows OS and your help desk. You can find a list of devices uh, MDM for Office 365 manages by logging in with your admin credentials and going to the site. MDM for Office 365 devices by user are available through Microsoft Graph. Getting uh, started information is available here. SharePoint Content Query Web Part Performance Banner. On a classic page, the Content Query Web Part is a tool for finding and displaying information. However, this web part can affect page performance. Consequently, we are adding an alert for classic publishing portals that use Content Query Web Parts. We'll be gradually rolling this out in late April. The rollout will be completed in late May. This affects only classic publishing portals when the content query web part is affecting page performance. In that case, a user who has edit rights may see a dismissible slow performance banner when the uh, page is in draft mode. The banner will uh, automatically display under either one of these conditions. It takes more than 500 milliseconds for the content query web part to load or if the web part is set up to be cross list i.e. select the source, show items from all sites in this site collection, or show items from the following site and all subsites. I mean, I guess so, but 
Like, I don't know. The contact query whipper, it's a good whipper. And 500 milliseconds, half a second. That's that's not that bad. A low time to get that functionality. <sighs> Whatever. They're trying to push people to modern. That's what they're doing. Microsoft Bookings to be added as an Office 365 app. Microsoft Bookings, a self-service scheduling tool, will be available uh, as an Office 365 web app in mid-May. Uh, major category news service, uh, deployment day, date mid-May, deploy to E3 and E5 licenses, tenant level control via UI or PowerShell, user level control available by end of April. Microsoft Bookings makes it easier for your users to manage appointments both inside and outside of your organization. With this update, Bookings will transition from an add-in to an integral part of Office 365. Microsoft Bookings will be on by default, which gives you gives all your users the ability to create and manage a Microsoft Bookings mail and mailbox and calendar. Administrators can turn Microsoft Bookings off for their organization. In the near future, administrators will be able to limit Microsoft Bookings to specific users within the organization. We will update this post with those details when they are available. Why not just wait until you can, can do that? Because uh, I guess some organizations will do want it and want it across the board, but there's going to be a lot that don't. Office 365 updated feature. Get files and items from folders and subfolders. Updated April 13th, 2020. We are pleased to announce that this feature has completed rolling out and should now be available for your organization. So this is Empower uh, Automate. Get files, properties only, or property only. And get items. You can target uh, specific folders within, or files and items within a folder. Exchange Basic Authentication and Exchange Online April 2020 Update In response to the unprecedented situation we are in and knowing that priorities have changed for many of our customers, we have decided to postpone retiring Basic Authentication and Exchange Online for those tenants who are uh, still actively using it until the second half of 2021. We will provide a more precise date when we have a better understanding of the impact of the situation. So I think they originally were... Uh, pushing it back to, oh, I guess it was October 2020, and now it's second half of 2021. I thought I saw, uh, we went over an announcement before about them pushing it back to the end of December, but I could be wrong. That could, could be a, a different service. Well, that's uh, all uh, that there is for today. That's all the messages. Unfortunately, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm sorry, I forgot to swipe to the web view of the, oh, the list of stuff. But hey, accidents happen. Uh, the audio recording will be fine for people who listen on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud. So, oh well. Won't happen next time. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, and I'll uh, see you next time.